Hi, and welcome to Wealthy Wellness Biz. I'm your podcast host, Nicole Harlow, CEO of Brand Better, brand strategist and podcast producer for wellness businesses. This is the place to be if you're a wellness entrepreneur, a health coach, functional medicine practitioner, or naturopathic doc looking to turn your wellness biz into a wealthy wellness biz. Today's episode is about podcasting, and if you're interested in digging deeper into how a podcast can help you add six figures of revenue to your business in the next 12 months, as well as bringing a steady stream of leads right to your business, people who get on discovery calls and feel like they actually know you, um, I'd love to invite you to join our latest free masterclasses using the link in the show notes. Uh, You'll find a bunch down below. So in today's episode, I when so I've been, you know, facts here, uh, and I'm dating myself a little bit and saying this, but I have been a podcaster since I believe 2013 or 2014. I've been an online business owner for almost 15 years. So I'm a dinosaur. I'm one of those rare beasts, uh, a dinosaur in the digital marketing space. So when I got started, none of this stuff existed. It's kind of crazy to think about that, right? Like when I got started, there was no Instagram, there was no podcast, <laughs> there was no Facebook ads, there were no webinars. Um, almost all of the platforms that we know and we use as business owners were either just in their infancy. Um, I mean, when I started my online business, I was advertising on Craigslist and um, it, blogging had just really came out. So podcasting. I was an early adopter to podcasting. I've I've always been really excited about the medium. I've always been really excited about, uh, honestly, something where I don't have to necessarily be on camera and I can just sit down and I can talk about topics that I'm really curious about. And when you interview people, you can interview people who are really cool and you get to have great conversations. And so for me, it was kind of like a win-win, you know, a great way to create content that feels like it has some real depth to it. Uh, social media has never really been um, a place that I really connect it with. You know, it feels like kind of a necessary evil. I feel like, you know, as business owners, we need to make sure that we have a presence on social media and, and because the company that I run are... Uh, it's a, we've got two sister companies. One's a podcast production agency, Brand Better Podcast, and then Brand Better Agency is a branding agency. And so because the work that we do is very visual, logos and colors and you know all that good stuff, uh, it's important that we have a social media presence. But you know, I think for most of us, probably if you're, uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you might resonate with the fact that social media can be feel a little bit like a burden and it can feel a little bit like surface conversations. You know, do I get to like, do I learn a TikTok dance? Do I get to just be like pointing up at the sky and someone's put little bubbles on there? You know, it can feel a little bit like lame. (laughs) Let's just say it. You can feel a little lame, right? Um, I love podcasting because it doesn't feel lame to me. It doesn't feel lame to sit down and have a conversation either solo, you know, and it's, it's, um, it's not, it's asymmetrical, right? So I'm sitting here recording, but we're having a conversation, you know, you're, you know, you could be listening to this years from in the future. Um, and I think that's really cool, you know, but the topic of this podcast today is about mistakes that people make, especially wellness business owners when they're getting started with a podcast, it's a list of things that I wish that I had known back in the day. And honestly, I wish I had known 
even not so back in the day. Uh, I'm not going to talk about mistakes that people make, the really obvious ones around, you know, not giving a crap about their microphone or uh, where they're going to set it up and make sure there's not echoes or things like that. I'm not going to talk about artwork or how you name your show. Um, if you want to go dig deeper into any of that stuff, I do have a course, uh, Profitable Wellness Podcast. You'll find the link down below um, that goes into all of the minutiae of all those little details of how to get your show set up and launched and market it. So if you're interested, um, I'm just going to shout that out really quickly. Uh, but today I want to go for the little, a little more not obvious mistakes that I see people make. They're more strategic mistakes that I see people make. Um, so without further ado, uh, and in no particular order, I'm going to go through my five mistakes that I see wellness business entrepreneurs um, make when they start their podcast. So the first thing I see is uh, I see a lot of uh, people starting a podcast without, and this is kind of the overarching strategy, right? So I guess this, maybe they are in a particular order. Maybe this is my most important one, I would say is I don't see people starting a podcast really with the intention that the podcast should be and is a wing of the business, right? That it could be potentially revenue generating. I think people think of podcasting on the same level as social media, and they're actually not the same thing. You know, there is a lot of opportunity to make money with your podcast. And if you are curious to learn about that, we've got a masterclass down below, but also there's a another podcast episode about making six figures of revenue this year with the wellness podcast. So that's where I'm going to break down some ways that you can actually use the podcast as a revenue driver. People don't tend to think about that, you know, and I like starting off the podcast with not pressure for the podcast to make money, but at least honoring it as another potential revenue stream of the business rather than just some content creation like writing a blog post or putting out some social media post out there. I think it's important that we see that a podcast is um, monetizable and treat it like we have a business plan for it, you know, just like you would do if you were starting a business. I I want to invite you to think about starting a podcast with a plan in mind of how you will monetize it, how you will market it, etc. So that for me is like the biggest mistake that I see people say doing and it's more strategic um, and it's more about like how you think about the podcast when you're starting it. Number two is... Um, and all of these are strategic. Number two is not having any like funnels or products that are ready to go. Like when we have, when we do uh, our podcast production clients, what I like is when we launch the show, I like our clients ideally to have a funnel already in place. Now, what's a funnel you may ask, or maybe you've heard this word just kind of like thrown around in the online marketing space. A funnel is really just a series of parts or a journey that a user takes to eventually get to a product and buy it, said product. Now, there could be uh, 
lots of products within that funnel. You may have heard of upsells or downsells or one-time offer or slow funnels, self-liquidating offer funnels. And we don't have to get into all the details about all the different types of funnels there are, but just think about it as a map, a series of steps that people go through. So think visually of a funnel widening at the mouth at the top, and that's where your traffic is going to come in. So people can enter your funnel from social media. They can enter your funnel from a podcast, right? So somebody listens to your podcast and you point them out the place where they can go. You know, hey, here's a link over here. If you want to sign up for this, here's a coupon code. Uh, you give them an opportunity to enter the funnel. And the funnel is usually just pages, landing pages. So you go to step one. Okay, here's um, a freebie that I can grab. And then I sign up for the freebie. And maybe the next step is, hey, you know, you have 15 minutes and you can grab this really cool offer for a discount. And then maybe it, you know, graduates up to a more higher price product. But I'd like before you start a podcast, I think having that funnel in place will be really helpful. And depending on what kind of business you have, there are lots of options for things that you can sell. Uh, Having a podcast, I will say, is great if if all you ever offer is one-on-one services. So say you're a naturopathic doctor and the only thing that you offer right now is people booking in time with you and working with you as their practitioner, right? So all you do is one-on-one. I would still say go and start your podcast, but your podcast will be supercharged if you have some kind of group program, some kind of DIY program, a detox, a mini course, an ebook, something that people can buy that doesn't require you to spend more time. You know, you're not trading your time for dollars. So If you don't already have a product like that ready to go, I would consider um, spending a little time working on one. Maybe it's a five-day challenge. Maybe it's a 30-day detox. Uh, If you spent any time in the online wellness world, you probably either have this or you're thinking about creating it because there's only so many people that we can help in any given week. And what I see in, I do a lot of uh, brand and strategic consultation with our wellness entrepreneur clients and everybody's burnt out. <laughs> it's like, if you are listening to this and you are feeling burnt out, join the club because that's where everybody is. And a lot of people work with our team to, um, not feel so burnt out, you know, and usually that first step is, um, how do we build in products and, uh, digital products and group programs so that you can leverage your time and you can start providing services one-to-many instead of one-to-one. So I would say it's not an absolute requirement to have this before you start your podcast, but I would really like you to have this before you start your show, even if it's mini. You know, we talk about minimum viable funnel and that uh, that just means like, what are the, what's the, what's the minimum that you need to have somebody where they can sign up? It doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles. It doesn't have to have Facebook ads and this and that. Like what is the simplest like aspect of your product that you can ship out and somebody can go in and buy it and they can consume it and um, get some good results, right? So that might just be like a five-day challenge that's priced at $97. And then they go in, they buy it, they get the their emails every day with the information, with the challenge, and then they're able to have those quick wins from you. So number two is not having a funnel or any kind of digital products that can supercharge the sale of your podcast. So that if you have 
a thousand listeners, people can come in and you're not maxed on capacity because you could be on a waiting list for four months. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad problem to have. But um, in the meantime, what can people buy from you? So I'd start thinking about that. Number three, a mistake is not using calls to action intelligently and strategically within the episode. So I like to plan out all of my episodes around what is it that we want people to do next? What do we want them to, you know, it's easy to think about the topic topically of like, what are we going to teach in this podcast? What's the topic? What do we want people to leave our show with? But I like to think, what are the next steps that we want them to take? So you know, I, I like, it takes a little bit of extra work, but I like when people have some kind of supplemental material that goes with the podcast. So it could be like a little lead magnet, little PDF, just a couple pages. It doesn't have to be huge, but it's inviting people to take that micro yes with you. They've just listened to a podcast. Maybe they're sus- subscribing and having a, calls to action that are kind of effortless and intelligent throughout the episode are more signposts to invite people to go to the next place. So for example, uh, in this episode, we started out and I gave my introduction and I just invited you, hey, if you're interested in digging deeper into how podcasts can blah, blah, here's where you go. All podcasts should always have show notes. Um, We can go into that a little bit deeper because I don't want to spend too much time talking about that now. But In show notes, you want to make sure that you have like a bunch of different links, a bunch of different calls to action for people, which honors the fact that we are not all on the same trajectory, right? So some of us are just being introduced to your podcast for the first time, like you might be for me. Maybe you saw this through, maybe you clicked on a Facebook ad, you came here, you're listening, you're like, hey, I don't know this girl, this is the very first time. You probably are not going to just, uh, or at least 100% of people are not going to go from, I saw an ad, now I'm meeting this person to the first for the first time, to now I'm going to buy the most premium, pa- premium offer that's on offer, you know, with our, either the course or the agency. And then there will be a, a certain percentage of people who are just like, heck yeah, I'm so in. This is my person. This is exactly what I was looking for. And they go right to the checkout. And the way that we usually like as business owners, we position our products or we sell is like we kind of expect everybody's like ready to buy right then. And we get really like we get like a lack of dopamine rush to the brain when like people don't buy immediately and we go, oh, my God, it didn't work. So what you can do with your podcast um, is have different signposts for people. Hey, you know, if you're just like you're just meeting me, you're, you you want to take like the next it's like dating. You want to take like the next little step. Oh, Maybe you subscribe to the podcast. Maybe you start following on social media. Maybe you want to take a little bit of a bigger yes and you sign up for a lead magnet that gets you on the mailing list or you're going to start hearing from me weekly. Or maybe you want to take a, a masterclass and learn a little bit more in depth or maybe you're ready to purchase a program or maybe you're ready to work one-on-one with our team and have us produce your podcast, right? That's that's the funnel trajectory in my business. And you can probably see the parallels of how that could work for your business as well. But we want to make sure that throughout our content, that we're just really nicely pointing out where people can go next without a hard sell, right? We're not like, hey, 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 buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing. It's so great. Which is like, no, 
if you want to take the next step, here are a few steps that you can take. Um, so that was number three, not having calls to action that are kind of intelligently placed, um, strategically placed. Number four is not having a workflow for content. So this is a big one that I see too. And a mistake that I definitely made in the beginning is I treated the podcast as like, I record the podcast, I upload it, it's on iTunes, and I'm done, right? <laughs> I've just done my podcast. The way that we think do things differently now and the way that I teach both within the program and how we work with our clients and within my own business is we see the podcast as the flagship piece of content. And so that means you sit down and you record your episode, but there is a lot more that we do with every podcast episode to make sure that we are like literally squeezing all the juice out of it that we can get uh, without totally overwhelming our audience. So we want to make sure that like, I think I definitely, I don't know if you relate to this, but I definitely do. Um, I think it's easy to feel like, oh, I put it out there and people are going to be annoyed if they keep hearing from me or they keep seeing me. And the thing is like, everybody's on their own trip, right? Like somebody is scrolling through social media and it's like three in the morning and they can't sleep. They're like, are they going to be mad because they see another thing the next morning where you're posting or, you know, like people are not paying attention to us as much as we think that they are. (laughs) And so I want you to feel confident that it's okay to post multiple times about your show throughout the week. And I like to schedule it out where, we take our main podcast episode, say that launches on a Monday and it goes live and we take that and we turn it into a blog post on our website that's SEO rich. So we're going to get some good, uh, a good boost from Google. We're going to put it over on YouTube as a video. Uh, even if there's no picture, we're just going to use a static picture on there. If it's just audio, um, we're going to have show notes over there. So Google is the second biggest search engine right now. And so when people are looking for the keywords like how to get pregnant or whatever the topic of maybe this one is mistakes people make when they start a podcast, mistakes not to make when you're starting a podcast. So this episode would come up over on YouTube. Uh, we will take that content and blast it out to the mailing list. So you have a reason to write to your mailing list every week. I know some of us struggle with like, well, what do I say to my mailing list every week when I'm trying to, you know, get in touch with them? Uh, this gives you a perfect reason to, um, to you know, content, contact them every single week. Um, so then we take it and we break it into a couple different social media posts too. So I would say my number four is not having that workflow. So just having your podcast be a standalone thing instead of really leveraging that content that you sat down. So you can sit down for right now, sit down for about 20 minutes and this content will get reused upwards of 10 times. And then I do the same thing, but like I, all I'm doing is just sitting down and doing 20 minutes worth of talking about a topic that I'm already familiar with, you know? So I hope you can see how that will work for your business as well. And then number five in my strategic mistakes here is having a show that is all interviews of other people. And I think for me, this is a huge one that I see people doing, especially when you're just getting started. I think there's a lot of um, internal pressure and maybe some imposter syndrome of going, who would want to listen to me anyway? (laughs) Like They don't want to listen to me. They want to listen to like guests that are more experience guests that are more famous guests that are have a bigger audience 
And while sometimes when you bring in a big interview, that'll bring new eyes to your show, new ears to your show, new subscribers and social media followers, um, your show should really be about you and your expertise and building your relationship with the audience. Now, that I'm not saying to never have guests because I think it's important, you know. For me, I like a, one out of every 5 or 6 episodes I could see having a guest come in. I think that's a nice cadence because having a guest is important. Um we can go a little deeper on that in terms of like why you'd want to have guests on your show. Um, but for now, I want you to just think about when you start your show, like think about it being your show, thinking about being the platform to showcase your expertise and to really build relationships with your audience so that they see you as the natural solution, the no-brainer solution to solve their problem. So have a very specific niche who you talk to, have a very specific topic for your show, just have it be streamlined. And I want most of your episodes to be you talking. And if you're interviewing people, interview your, if you want more interviews, have case studies of people that you already worked with. Have your clients actually come on or your post clients and have them talk about their transformation. Don't create a platform and then have every single week you're interviewing someone and you're saying to your guests, you're saying to your audience, hey, go over and follow this really cool doctor over here that, who she's awesome. She's super smart. Like, When you have guests come on, treat them like rock stars, make them feel like rock stars. But if you do that every week, you're training your audience to just go and buy from other people, to just go and work from other people. So your show, your intellectual property, your expertise and your brand authority, your relationships. So to recap those five mistakes, and hopefully you don't make any of those as you start your show. Number one is not thinking about it as a a wing of the business, a revenue stream. Number two is having no funnel or products that's ready to go so that people can buy. um, So you can serve more people and not just have to focus on one-to-one. Number three is not using calls to action intelligently throughout your episode. Number four is not having a workflow for content that leverages the content that you created. And number five is doing all interviews and sending all of your information and all of your attention away to somebody else. So hopefully you learned a lot from this episode. Uh, Here at the bottom, you made it to the end. I just want to let you know a few things that you could do next. Um, Number one is you can follow us uh, at social media, on social media at Brand Better Co. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can take a few of our masterclasses that are rotating these on-demand masterclasses, usually about podcasting. Uh, So see if any of the topics tickle your fancy. You can join the Profitable Wellness Podcast Program. The doors are open right now. And you could also learn about working with our branding agency or and or our podcast production team. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're brand new to the show, it's really nice to meet you. And hopefully we get to uh, connect in a little bit more of a tangible way, either on social media or as a student in our program or as a client. I will see you on the next episode. Bye guys.